Welcome to the Postman's very first episode. This podcast discusses the issues of art, culture and society in a post-digital era and I am your host, Tommy Duva. In this season of about 10 podcasts, I interview mainly Finnish and Scandinavian researchers and artists working in the field of digital media and culture and talk with them about their views on digitality. In this very first episode, I interview Finnish artist and educator Tuomo Rainio. Tuomo talks about his works, his views on digitality and about his position as a lecturer in art and technology studies in the Academy of Fine Arts in Helsinki, Finland. Links to Tuomo's work, his website and also his recent online work for Kiesma National Gallery's Arts 17 exhibitions can be found below from the show notes or visiting the podcast's website this page as some issues.com slash podcast. Enjoy! Well, would you first like to tell a little about yourself? Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm Tom Rainio and I'm a visual artist. I've been actually studying uh, beforehand in Alto for, for photography and then uh, uh, graduated there from 2011, I guess. And I think my work has started from photography, which still seems to kind of be an essential part of the work I do. It's kind of a lens-based media, but but some sense I have... Um, I've already, in 2004, I, I remember that I, I started to look for ways to, to somehow expand the photography as, as it was that point. Um, there was a lot of discussion on digital revolution or evolution, and uh, but I somehow thought that there is a kind of constant need for different kind of visual visualizations and I was really interested about the, the data that uh, f- digital photography kind of provided and to, to look into that data and see what else could be translated out of that um, and that's maybe how how I started to get involved with um, with more like digital based medias mediums and um I think um, it was it was a, a friend of mine who whom I spoke uh, with. I just came up with an idea that how would the uh, world look like if we are not uh, picturing la- uh, reflections of light, like in photography we are used to, but instead 
trying to capture movement. And we, then I asked from him without, no, without really uh, any specific knowledge in programming, I just asked if this kind of thing would be possible. I took like one week and he come up with an, like a small uh, processing sketch uh, that 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 I was I st- could then start using, and that was a really like a mind blowing experience. Like he, he, this kind of one script could kind of open up a whole new realm of of uh, digital workflow and and and, and thinking like beyond that. So um, that's maybe. How I get involved, and it took me a year, still years, before I started to work uh, on more on coding myself and working on my own programs. But uh, I guess that was kind of a starting, kind of early on, because uh, I think even frameworks like processing was then only in the early de- development steps, and uh, and and then also I, the teachers at that point they always went asking me like what's my references mm-hmm. and uh, I was always uh, referring back to the 1800 uh, no sorry <laughs> 1900 um, scientific imagining and uh, Edward Maybridge and uh, Etienne Jules Marais and then the early um, 20th century futurism and so things like that from from the art history and not necessarily like contemporary digital culture and uh, and I, I, I later on I was somehow looking back to that time and I I guess I re- I really didn't have the references it was like uh, some individual websites but for example like uh, video services like Vimeo they were just only starting at that point so you couldn't really like now if you look for similar things, it's kind of overwhelming and the amount of videos and uh, stuff that you can find. But but I think that there was something different there at that point. Yeah, I think I think that so too that it it has been sort of difficult to find and it's not in the sort of art world that's represented. It, it's not that well well known and it's in the development even the artistic development doesn't happen in the art art world in, the, in at least then I think yeah and that's it's right a few that's years right. ago maybe now it's more yeah. a little bit more common yeah mm. yeah I think that that's that's really um, for example it was really interesting that to come up with something really simple as an if you if you think it as an a simple algorithm or simple like a script of a small program and uh, and change the context from the like from programming to photography it makes a huge difference mm. like it uh, it's kind of in that context and contextualized as uh, with with uh, with an abstract idea about um, of like concepts like absence and presence uh, and de- dealing those with uh, with algorithms and and the question like binary uh, based kind of data, uh, it's kind of really well fits really well to this context. But it needs this kind of a to, uh, shift from the 
from the programming to the or the ID for to the art world, mm-hmm. and then you can really like conceptualize it in a meaningful manner, like mm-hmm. totally another with another concepts, another mm-hmm. uh, discourse. So I find that very uh, kind of inspiring somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, you told a little bit about the way you were starting to use digital media, but how did you? Go further from there. That you said that you uh, you tried uh, started with processing the programming language and and there. That how did you get involved in that and what was the inspiration there? Yeah, I I have to mention that uh, or in the 90s I was uh, actually doing a uh, like a website. I, I as long as I remember, I can kind of keep working on a website platforms and and I think we used we had a with my brother we had some kind of a secret society we had a website and uh, we did a JavaScript uh, like interactions there that would like uh, somehow make it more fun and <laughs> interactive so so that was a, I I remember also I I didn't I, I at all have concepts for 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 this kind of things but in uh, i remember in college i uh, we were living in this uh, suburb area and i was like kind of depressed about the landscape and so i made a photographic theory like black and white really plain photographs uh, about the landscape i noticed uh, like a cityscape and then i noticed there is um, the sewer and like the uh, I don't know the Biemerikansi <laughs> okay, sewer hole, sewer hole yeah. uh, appearing in many images so I come up with this idea that I made an online portfolio where you could like use the mapping tool that was a kind of a new thing to put the link on image and mm. you would make a, a circle shape link area so so it became a kind of a web of uh of images where you jump from one image to another through that sewer hole by clicking that sewer hole. So so that was uh, what what one could call now something like web art or I guess or or uh, early like a yeah net art thing <laughs> but <laughs> but then of course I didn't thought about it that time. And I guess uh, with with processing it's it it was a tool for me that was the first thing it's when it's like um i never kind of got too much involved with developing a like fancy software but it was a kind of a tool to sketch out some ideas that i would have like usually relate in relation to uh bigger like sets of Images or video sequence or like a pixel level kind of a transformation, and it was. Uh, I think it's it's been go- like I have used it in that way um, un- at least until now. So it's usually not about like developing a larger set of tools, but just like quickly like 
getting an idea and sketching and and also what I find really interesting and should be like emphasized is the fact that when you work on um, on this kind of framework you actually have a quite special uh, situation because you are one uh, first you start from an idea that is kind of you have an abstract idea which it's not like conceptual necessary but uh, uh, emotional even and then you you kind of try to translate that into like a uh, idea of a visual appearance that you would like to somehow uh, uh, achieve. And uh, to get there, you have to also translate that into code, which is kind of a logical uh, uh, structure. So I, I, I really find it quite fascinating to to somehow translate between these different realms of thinking, and and in the in the result that it's not a kind of a one-way um, process, but a loop that you are actually getting a visual feedback and and somehow um, reflecting that on an emotional level, which you again translate back to the code, which is like logical. So I I find I really find it kind of fascinating that there's something really uh, there can be really like accidental things that things don't work as you plan or there's in the day that there's some uh, something that you didn't uh, consider that it becomes to look uh, so it kind of the process kind of leads itself to uh, undefined results uh, that m- might very much differ from uh, from the preconception and uh and also in 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 relation to photography, I think uh, I kind of started to use photography as some kind of a data collecting tool. Then and when I uh, and separate that process of uh, recording either still or moving images from that actual work when it's where the work is finished, and so I kind of collect more or less. And, like a data bank for myself mm-hmm. and then when I'm working on, on more on the programming side then I have all this material available and then you know the, the kind of the uh, creative process kind of, kind of really then adapts different elements if necessary but it's good to have all that material mm-hmm. at hand when you start to work mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's it's really fascinating, sort of uh, mixing the both both medias or, yeah. or the or I don't know. No, photography is digital. I think almost all the photography now, but in a way that taking pictures and then translating them to the code and then translating them back to images. Yeah, so. yeah. For example, what you if you are looking at the like a surface of light and then you can just like uh, take that light as one another dimension and, and see how it looks from uh, from in a 3D or if you if you're taking a, like a, a video sequence and and you, then you tra- translate uh, you know change the time uh, you, uh, you I mean you, you only modify the time inside that uh, sequence and what mm. necessary the images so that this kind of like strange kind of uh, mixtures of, of 
of something representable, uh, something that is, if in for example, in photography, uh, photographs seems almost like like natural in some sense, like depicting a landscape could be very easily identified, but then like bringing it to this transformation that kind of changes um, the structure. I, I think that the, it's it's a really interesting uh, data as an in sense of information because uh, if you try to do something generative, you always end up with the question that what's your kind of the random generation, mm -hmm. what kind of parameters you set for the randomness. But in, in basically a digital photograph might you one you might one might think about it as a set of random numbers, but it has an interesting structure. Mm -hmm. So that's that's at least something that that still fascinates me. Maybe uh, I can just say in the about this uh, experimental side of the of the transformation. It can be also like conceptually contextualized, like I did the work for Kiasma last year for the Ars, Ars exhibition, the online piece uh, called Untitled Gravitational Waves, where I, I used the scientific data and, mm. uh, and manipulated the time sequence of, an, uh, of the video by that, with that mm -hmm. like, uh, gravitational wave data, which is kind of a strange mixture also, but, but nicely fits to this kind of... Um, ambivalence of the of the like linear time and it's kind of mm -hmm. I was, it's kind of playing around with so yeah that's interesting just I was thinking about the relationship or the representation of, of an image that what you have a lot of in your work and in that way in, in the piece, piece in the Kiasma and Ars exhibition it's just yes, adding some sort of a scientific element and sort of uh, transferring or broadening the representation you can do with the photograph. Mm, Is that mm. something? Yeah, definitely. And also, also the the fact that we are actually what's kind of really like obvious in the in the digitalization, but not not necessarily always uh, like mem. Understood is uh, is the fact that we are we are still um, that this digital stru structure of, of our organizing data kind of uh, makes it possible to take all sorts of data mm. digitally sized data and mix them and you know, there's it seems almost like there's at least underlying uh, material like a layer. That the, that images, sounds, texts, and statistics, scientific like uh, uh, like um, results can be can be kind of uh, projected on, and in that level of of the like on the level of the data is they are actually quite uh, there's quite interesting translations possible. Mm. Uh, of course, there's a lot of randomness and there's no like direct way to translate and, 
and kind of uh, preserve that uh, quality, for example, with sound and image, and I, I think this is a big discussion. But but the, for an artist, it's kind of interesting because you are kind of free to mm-hmm. to, to explore and uh, and also not necessarily to show an uh, evidence of uh, certain relations, but to create a new, new kind of a exper- experience or emotional reactions on top of that. So, so I think it's, or, or conceptual, like ideas. That mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I mean, for example, with the, with this arts uh, work, uh, online work, I think there's definitely an an conceptual idea which is like the in the core that it just to just to see what happens if you collide with the, the scientific data and video. I mean, gravitational waves and data and video signal <laughs> and like. It's not a. It's not go, going to kind of prove anything about mm. uh, about them, but it's going to kind of maybe open this uh, puzzling uh, like questions, like what it would mean. I'm starting to think it's it sounds a little like sort of in, intuition or sort of embodied sense of of the material that it, that's just what you said that. Uh, uh, digital or digitalization is the universal data that you can just have so much of it and of course it enables all the surveillance and, uh, mm-hmm. and all possible analyzations and characterizations what is happening right now but you can also use that in the sense that it's just a sort of uh, thing you can grab and mix and sort of uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's a good point yeah. that it's a material it's new material for artists yeah, I guess I I still should add to that that uh, of course universal only to its limits and mm. and and I guess for visual arts and for at least for my uh, own like artistic work I've been al- always interested to bring bring those works into a space like in a physical space and also to physical materials so I think that there's again one quite interesting translation going on how you kind of present that uh, uh, an, an idea that goes through a digital process into material and how that material would then fit uh, to the original kind of um, the, the work uh, the, the, the structure of the work and I think um, Something that I was uh, working on last summer for Kalia Kunsthalle uh, exhibition, uh, and I, I really find it somehow crystallizing this uh, question is uh, I made a work uh, based on maybe kind of a what you would call like op art or optical art uh, that. Um, that kind of uses uh, human perception uh, to create illusions, and uh, and those, for example, in this case, like interference 
between, between two different grids uh, creates another dimension. And uh, although this is done a lot in, like in painting and in, uh, in sculpture, uh, earlier I think there is also a one kind of interesting source for to be explored within digital means and 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 I think that there is also what I was kind of going towards in that process um, to to find a kind of a very concrete material basis on something that when you look at it in a space like on the wall or on a window you uh, you are actually uh, facing a phenomenon that is be- seems to be a little bit like beyond your uh, regular way of perceiving mm-hmm. like there's a the, the, the layer I mean like the, the image is not located into the surface that you would Expect, but it seems to have a depth mm. that is like beyond beyond that uh, uh, beyond that uh, physical uh, surface. And uh, when you can control this kind of process digitally, it's kind of opens really uh, interesting possibilities. Uh, I think uh, that's something that I will anyway will uh, work on in the in the next. Oh, that's really fascinating. If you, you, I was just thinking about asking about the just uh, sort of drawbacks and benefits of digital versus sort of analog. And <clears throat> if you think about digital, it's a sort of a, it is sort of a perfect medium, but it's only perfect because of the choices made. That it's it's never a direct recording of of events, but it's. Uh, it's a sort of a mathematical scheme mm-hmm. that's sort of calculated from the reality, but in a way that you are sort of a, in that way working somewhere in the between, if you think about that you can manipulate sort of a real phenomena through the digital mm, yeah. work in between or... Yeah, and, and I that was a moment where I really, really like felt like okay, now I'm doing something post digital. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a, I mean, for an artistic, like uh, from visual art perspective, I guess uh, the material presence of the work is so uh, essential, and I, I think that. Um, there is not no not an easy like way to show digital work as you said it's like mathematical scheme logic or uh, you know like conceptual but if you render it on a 2d like a, on a screen if you make a video out of it or print it's those things are already different mm-hmm. that you you are actually we are we're somehow <laughs> In a daily life, we of course relate to digital things as something like computers or screens. But I'm, I guess I'm more interested in the in the system like of the digital rather than the like the surface of the machine. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, to to make that kind of translation, I find it not very different from uh, showing something on the screen or to make an, like a custom made 
uh, version out of that data. So I think that um, you really have to, as an uh, like a visual artist, you have to make con- a conscious distance in uh, decisions when you s- start to present the work. It's mm-hmm. not enough to kind of work only in the digital, but to to bring it bring it like uh, uh, to life. And also, uh, I guess I would really like to work on something that is doesn't include electricity. Mm-hmm. It's kind of to work on digital uh, processes, but show works that are doesn't need electricity. It's kind of, this is, I, I guess, the kind of direction that I'm, like, in a material sense, I'm, I'm directing mm. to. Mm, it's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. And I guess uh, in here, yeah, at uh, Academy of Fine Arts, I'm also, like, trying to conceptualize these questions as a, as some kind of hybrids. I'm, I'm kind of constantly seem to return to uh, to this idea of hy- hybridity, um, where where you you can't really any uh, di- divide between analog and digital. It's kind of a uh, already integrated in our in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. That's a fundamental level, so that we are not we are not able to say where the where the digital culture starts and where the, mm-hmm. the yeah. out, outside of that is. Yeah, oh, maybe we can maybe jump to the uh, next question, which you a little bit alluded to, that you're also in the University of Arts, a uh, lecturer, and uh, what's your title? Head of the Art and Technology <laughs> Department? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> That's a bit too much said, but uh, <laughs> I, I think that in University of Art and uh, in the Academy of Fine Arts, uh, they they started a new uh, lecturer position on art and technology, uh, which is part of a uh, general studies. And um, I started to work here as a uh, lecturer in in last August. And uh, I think it's um, for the structure of the school and for the for the whole academy. It's kind of nice to to think about. Um, the position also as something as it's positioned here as it's a part of general studies. So this is kind of already like underlying the fact of the hybridity that mm-hmm. I was talking. That it's not a diff, uh, like a separate department, but it's a some it's something that collaborates with all fields of visual arts, whether it be uh, printmaking, uh, sculpture, painting. Or time-based, uh, time and space-based media, media. So, um, so yeah, that's a kind of a that's a kind of. I'm just uh, I'm just thinking in a in a um, in a co- concept of the the whole institution. It's kind of interesting to take mm-hmm. this kind of position. Um, and yes, it's been, I mean, like uh, hectic, very, but very interesting. And uh, half a year that now I've been working, and I think this uh, collaboration and the the, the the idea of of, of kind of following um, the traditional means of 
art making and bring to this continuum a digital kind of uh, perspective. That's my kind of idea behind uh, behind this uh, collaboration. So I'm really like open and interested to kind of listen to to the kind of this uh, very specific and very uh, valuable like long his- history uh, that for example printmaking has mm-hmm. and not trying to kind of make printmaking make printmaking digital but rather to think about what what in digitality there is uh, what kind of concepts and and possible like structures there are that uh, somehow reflect uh, concepts and ideas that are uh, related to printmaking. So, mm-hmm. and and same with uh, with also with painting and uh, sculpture. So, so there this kind of a, to find those hybrids and they, mm-hmm. to to also emphasize the multiplicity of the. Hybrids that that, it's, mm-hmm. uh, that they that they all to to put it another way uh, painting can also bring a certain perspective on digitality, mm-hmm. which is which I kind of find fascinating because we can't really just think about digital from the digital. So we need to kind of uh, get other perspectives and and that in that way to expand the kind of our understanding what it's what it is and and the implication that it has on the cultures mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a really significant way of thinking about uh, sort of a technology in the art and differing from them some some other sort of schools that take the sort of media lab approach that just Offering digital digital devices or digital ways of making prints or painting, and using that as a as the sort of a way to teach digitality. But if you just think about the hybridity and the way of commenting the post digital world, it's really interesting. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think also the uh, it's about the like the background and the context of. Academy of Fine Arts that it's uh, um, and the current like uh, state of the culture so that it it doesn't really make sense to come up with one a new mm. media lab mm. but rather to think about it somehow in a different mode so in in a half year have, have you had any sort of great insights or <laughs> sort of a Met big troubles or problems along the way. Um, no, I don't think so. I I, I only seem to have problems with time, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, especially like um, like working on my, on the on my own artistic projects. So, uh, but I I think that it's been such a like a fascinating way to also get know um, like student works and and kind of the next 
generation of visual artists it's 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 constantly kind of surprises me and i i think i this is i had also quite intense and in specific uh, like project that we were working on some very really like specific issues and and those are really like i guess uh, one of the best things uh, in this kind of work that you can you can like get involved with so many projects and and somehow with that intensity that i mean i guess no other profession kind of managed to provide you know the in there's something special in the in the way people devote their, their work in art uh, in compared to any any other profession and and this per, like a personal relation to the work where it's sometimes even difficult to kind of um, separate yourself from the work you're doing and to see the students for example to to go in that direction where where they they're really like uh, getting into that into that kind of uh, process it's and, uh, and to follow that is that's really fascinating and interesting mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's. Let's see how it like, <laughs> yeah. proceeds from here. But I'm kind of really optimistic about what's coming next. Okay, thank you. That was really interesting. I will link to the artworks. Yeah, please. Artworks here, and uh, I have one bonus question. Okay. Still about first where can people find you in in the in the internet if they would like to see your work i can add add the things here but yeah i guess you could uh just to see my website and uh and i guess uh you always start by googling so <laughs> i haven't really googled myself <laughs> lately but uh but it seems like there's some resources <laughs> great so yeah. Then the, the bonus question is the sort of, uh, well, if you could take only one digital device or a film to a desert island, <laughs> what would you take? A digital thing, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I guess I could. I could yeah i was i've been somehow it's not the kind of direct answer but I, i i've been really interested to since the alphago uh born lisa darling go <laughs> maybe i would uh choose a go go came <laughs> since it's at least um become a digital <laughs> so And also, I guess I would have the time to learn it. <laughs> That's a good answer. Okay, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to Postman. More info from the website www.thispagehassomeissues.com/postman. <laughs>